Welcome to the Oshawary. My name is Sasha Moreau, and I will be your host. As I speak these words to you now, it is December 26th, the day after Christmas. I had grand plans for 2021. I was going to record season two of this podcast with four brand new stories and a fifth classic to be released on Halloween exactly as I had done previously. However, as does happen on occasion, life had other ideas and took me in a different direction, and now here we are looking to close out the year next week. Try as I might, I could not let the year go by without at least once revisiting my beloved Sanctuary of the Strange. And so tonight, dear listener, I would like to give you a gift for midwinter. A story by my favorite American author. This is a sci-fi story, but I guarantee you there are indeed elements of horror woven throughout. Finally, if you are listening to these words, I raise my glass to you. May the coming year be kind to you, and may you find joy wheresoever you may seek it. Without any further ado... I present to you The City by Ray Bradbury. The city waited 20,000 years. The planet moved through space, and the flowers of the fields grew up and fell away, and still the city waited, and the rivers of the planet rose and waned and turned to dust. Still the city waited. The winds that had been young and wild grew old and serene, and the clouds of the sky that had been ripped and torn were left alone to drift in idle whitenesses. Still the city waited. The city waited with its windows and its black obsidian walls and its sky towers and its unpenanted turrets, with its untrod streets and its untouched doorknobs, with not a scrap of paper or a fingerprint upon it. The city waited while the planet arced in space following its orbit about a blue-white sun. And then the seasons passed from ice to fire and back to ice and then to green fields and yellow summer meadows. It was on a summer afternoon in the middle of the 20,000th year that the city ceased waiting. In the sky, a rocket appeared. The rocket soared over, turned, came back, and landed in the shale meadow. Fifty yards from the obsidian wall. There were booted footsteps in the thin grass and calling voices from men within the rocket to men without. Ready? All right, men, careful. Into the city. Jensen, you and Hutchinson, patrol ahead. Keep a sharp eye. The city opened secret nostrils in its black walls, and a steady suction vent deep in the body of the city drew storms of air back through channels, through thistle filters and dust collectors, to a fine and tremblingly delicate series of coils and webs which glowed with a silver light. Again and again the immense suctions occurred. Again and again the odors from the meadow were borne upon warm winds into the city. Fire odor, the scent of a fallen meteor, Hot metal, a ship has come from another world, the brass smell, the dusty fire smell of burned powder, sulfur, and rocket brimstone. This information, stamped on tapes which sprocketed into slots, slid down through yellow cogs into further machines. Click, chick, 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 chick. A calculator made the sound of a metronome. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine men. An instantaneous typewriter inked this message on tape which slithered and vanished. Click, chick, 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 chick. The city awaited the soft tread of their rubberoid boots. The great city nostrils dilated again. 
the smell of butter. In the city air, from the stalking men, faintly, the aura which wafted to the great nose broke down into memories of milk, cheese, ice cream, butter, the effluvium of a dairy economy. Click, 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 chick, 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 chick. Careful, men. Jones, get your gun out. Don't be a fool. The city's dead. Why worry? Well, you can't tell. Now, at the barking talk, the ears awoke. After centuries of listening to winds that blew small and faint, of hearing leaves strip from trees and grass grow softly in the time of melting snows, now the ears oiled themselves in a self-lubrication, drew taut great drums upon which the heartbeat of the invaders might pummel and thud delicately as the tremor of a gnat's wing. The ears listened, and the nose siphoned up great chambers of odor. The perspiration of frightened men arose. There were islands of sweat under their arms, and sweat in their hands as they held their guns. The nose sifted and worried this air like a connoisseur busy with an ancient vintage. Click. Information rotated down on parallel check tapes. Perspiration, chlorides, such and such percent, sulfates, so and so, urea nitrogen, ammonia nitrogen, thus, creatine, sugar, lactic acid. There. Bells rang, small totals jumped up. The nose whispered, expelling the tested air. The great ears listened. I think we should go back to the rocket, Captain. I give the orders, Mr. Smith. Yes, sir. You, up there, patrol. See anything? Nothing, sir. Looks like it's been dead a long time. You see, Smith? Nothing to fear. I don't like it. I, I don't know why. You ever feel you've seen a place before? Well, this city's too familiar. Nonsense. This planetary system's billions of miles from Earth. We couldn't have possibly been here ever before. Ours is the only light-year rocket in existence. Well, that's how I feel anyway, sir. I, I think we should get out. The footsteps faltered. There was only the sound of the intruder's breath on the still air. The ear heard and quickened. Rotors glided. Liquids glittered in small creeks through valves and blowers. A formula and a concoction, one followed another. Moments later, responding to the summons of the ear and nose, through giant holes in the city walls, a fresh vapor blew out over the invaders. Smell that, Smith? Ah, green grass. Ever smell anything better? <laughs> By God, I'd just like to stand here and smell it. Invisible chlorophyll blew among the standing men. Ah, the footsteps continued. Nothing wrong with that, eh, Smith? Come on. The ear and nose relaxed a billionth of a fraction. The countermove had succeeded. The pawns were proceeding forward. Now the cloudy eyes of the city moved out of fog and mist. Captain, the windows. What? Those house windows, there, I, I, I saw them move. I didn't see it. They shifted. They changed color from dark to light. They look like ordinary windows to me. Blurred objects focused. In the mechanical ravines of the city, oiled shafts plunged. Balance wheels dipped over into green oil pools. The window frames flexed. The windows gleamed. Below, in the street, walked two men. A patrol, followed at a safe interval by seven more. Their uniforms were white, their faces as pink as if they had been slapped. Their eyes were blue. They walked upright upon hind legs carrying metal weapons. Their feet were booted. They were males with eyes, ears, mouths, noses. The windows trembled. The windows thinned. They dilated imperceptibly, like the irises of numberless eyes. I tell you, Captain, it's the windows. Get along. I, I, I'm going back, sir. What? I'm going back to the rocket. 
Mr. Smith, I'm not falling into any trap. Afraid of an empty city? The others laughed uneasily. Go on, laugh. The street was stone cobbled, each stone three inches wide, six inches long. With a move unrecognizable as such, the street settled. It weighed the invaders. In a machine cellar, a red wand touched a numeral. 178 pounds. 210. 154. 201. 198. Each man weighed, registered, and the record spooled down into a correlative darkness. Now the city was fully awake. Now the vents sucked in blue air. The tobacco odor from the invaders' mouths, the green soap scent from their hands, even their eyeballs had a delicate odor. The city detected it, and this information formed totals which scurried down to total other totals. The crystal windows glittered. The ear tautened and skinned the drum of its hearing tight, tighter, all of the senses of the city swarming like a fall of unseen snow, counting the respiration and the dim hidden heartbeats of the men, listening, watching, tasting. For the streets were like tongues, and where the men passed, the taste of their heels ebbed down through stone pores to be calculated on litmus. This chemical totality, so subtly collected, was appended to the now increasing sums waiting the final calculation among the whirring wheels and whispering spokes. Footsteps. Running. Come back, Mr. Smith. No, blast you! Get him, men. Footsteps rushing. A final test. The city, having listened, watched, taste, felt, weighed, and balanced, must perform a final task. A trap flung wide in the street. The captain, unseen to the others, running, vanished. Hung by his feet, a razor drawn across his throat, another down his chest. His carcass instantly emptied of its entrails. Exposed upon a table under the street in a hidden cell, the captain died. Great crystal microscopes stared at the red twines of muscle. Bodiless fingers probed the still pulsing heart. The flaps of his sliced skin were pinned to the table, while hands shifted parts of his body like a quick and curious player of chess, using the red pawns and the red pieces. Above on the street, the men ran. Smith ran. Men shouted. Smith shouted. And below this, in the curious room, blood flowed into capsules, was shaken, spun, shoved on smear slides under further microscopes, counts made, temperatures taken, heart cut into 17 sections, liver and kidneys expertly halved, Brain was drilled and scooped from bone socket. Nerves pulled forth like the dead wires of a switchboard. Muscles plucked for elasticity. While in the electric subterrane of the city, the mind at last totaled out its grandest total. And all of the machinery ground to a monstrous and momentary halt. The total. These are men. These are men from a far world. A certain planet. And they have certain eyes certain ears, and they walk upon legs in a specified way and carry weapons and think and fight, and they have particular hearts and all such organs as are recorded from long ago. Above, men ran down the street toward the rocket. Smith ran. The total. These are our enemies. These are the ones we have waited for 20,000 years to see again. These are the men upon whom we waited to visit revenge. Everything totals. These are the men of a planet called Earth, who declared war upon Taulian 20,000 years ago, who kept us in slavery and ruined us and destroyed us with a great disease. 
Then they went off to live in another galaxy to escape the disease which had been visited upon us after ransacking our world. They have forgotten that war and that time, and they have forgotten us, but we have not forgotten them. These are our enemies. This is certain. Our waiting is done. Smith, come back! Quickly, upon the red table with the spread-eagled captain's body empty, new hands began a fight of motion. Into the wet interior were placed organs of copper, brass, silver, aluminum, rubber, and silk. Spiders spun gold web which was stung into the skin. A heart was attached, and into the skull case was fitted a platinum brain which hummed and fluttered little sparks of blue fire, and the wires led down through the body to the arms and legs. In a moment, the body was sewn tight. The incisions waxed, healed at the neck, throat, and about the skull. Perfect. Fresh. New. The captain sat up and flexed his arms. On the street, the captain reappeared, raised his gun, and fired. Smith fell, a bullet in his heart. The other men turned. The captain ran to them. That fool, afraid of a city? They looked at the body of Smith, at their feet. They looked at their captain, and their eyes widened and narrowed. Listen to me, said the captain. I have something important to tell you. Now the city, which had weighed and tasted and smelled them, which had used all of its powers save one, prepared to use its final ability, the power of speech. It did not speak with the rage and hostility of its massed walls or towers, nor with the bulk of its cobbled avenues and fortresses of machinery. It spoke with the quiet voice of one man. I am no longer your captain, he said, nor am I a man. The men moved back. I am the city, he said, and smiled. I've waited two hundred centuries, he said. I've waited for the sons of the sons of the sons to return. Captain, sir, let me continue. Who built me? The city. The men who died built me. The old race who once lived here. The people whom the Earthmen left to die of a terrible disease, a form of leprosy with no cure. And the men of that old race, dreaming of the day when Earthmen might return, built this city, and the name of this city was and is Revenge, upon the planet of darkness, near the shore of the Sea of Centuries, by the mountains of the dead, all very poetic. This city was to be a balancing machine, a litmus, an antenna to test all future space travelers. In 20,000 years, only two other rockets landed here. One from a distant galaxy called Ent, and the inhabitants of that craft were tested, weighed, and found wanting, and let free, unscathed, from the city, as were the visitors in the second ship. But today, at long last, you've come. The revenge will be carried out to the last detail. Those men that have been dead 200 centuries, they left a city here to welcome you. Captain, sir, you're, you're not feeling well. Perhaps you better come back to the ship, sir. The city trembled. The pavements opened and the men fell, screaming. Falling, they saw bright razors flash to meet them. Time passed. Soon came the call. Smith? Here. Jensen? Here. Jones? Hutchison? Springer? Here. 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 They stood by the door of the rocket. We return to Earth immediately. Yes, sir! 
The incisions on their necks were invisible, as were the hidden brass hearts and silver organs and the fine gold wire of their nerves. There was a faint electric hum from their heads. On the double! Nine men hurried the golden bombs of disease culture into the rocket. These are to be dropped on Earth. Right, right sir. The rocket valve slammed. The rocket jumped into the sky. As the thunder faded, the city lay upon the summer meadow. Its glass eyes were dulled over. The ear relaxed. The great nostril vents stopped. The streets no longer weighed or balanced, and the hidden machinery paused in its bath of oil. In the sky, the rocket dwindled. Slowly, pleasurably, the city enjoyed the luxury of dying. The City was written by Ray Bradbury and comes from his short story collection, The Illustrated Man. The Ossuary is produced and performed with original music and sound effects by me, Sasha Moreau. Season two of The Ossuary will be released this coming year. And now, as always, I leave you with the words of Poe. There is no exquisite beauty without some strangeness in the proportion. Good night. <laughs>